it's your boy, the one and only A-Switch, a.k.a. the Pop-Tart Prince, a.k.a. the Fruit Roll-Up, Dole-Up, a.k.a. Let me hit you. Let me hit you with the bicep so you feel the curls. <laughs> sure. We'll go with it. Bringing you yet another episode of Switch Sights, episode 30. 30 episodes consistently every week. I just got to get my myself applause oh, i have the soundboard and i could be you know what you know what I, that's a missed opportunity Bruh. <laughs> actually that's accurate you know what i think we'll just run through the whole gamut uh 30 episode special oh somebody oh he needs some milk <laughs> 30 uh episode special <laughs> 30 episode special. Bruh. All right. I just used that twice. Um, 30 episode special. Somebody, oh, he needs oh. some milk. <laughs> that never gets old. Um, oh shit. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to run through my soundboard. God. Bruh. I have bra for everything. The fuck? Nobody's safe. Damn. Hey, girl. You know what? <laughs> 30 episode special. Somebody, oh, he needs oh. some milk. <laughs> uh, that's pretty. That's, that's a good, uh, a good, uh, accurate representation of, uh, this, uh, podcast. <laughs> to be honest, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. So, uh, today's date is November 7th, 2019. Uh, we on the cusp cusp how will mike tyson say it cusp <laughs> we on the cusp of uh thanksgiving not really but you know close enough november 7th oh uh, that turkey about to come out <laughs> that turkey about to come out it's fresh um oh also on the cusp of death stranding coming out of course of course I don't give a damn what everybody says about the game currently uh, it's pretty mixed it seems to be pretty decently mixed in terms of reception uh, not to the point where it's more negative than positive but it's like in the 80s still actually let's check real live time last time I checked it was like 84 in the Metacritic um, let's do some checking See, has anything changed? Any new reviews come in? 83, 83, one down. So yeah, 67 reviews positive, uh, 12 mixed and two negative. So I mean, I think it's it's a it's a it's it's a game that you have to experience for yourself, at least from all the uh the osmosis of uh reviews and opinions, uh hearing from what other people are saying. It seems like it's just a game you have to experience yourself. And it seems to be one of those things that is just the experiencing of itself that's worth kind of exploring regardless. So that's enough for me to keep me sold on the uh, on the product, uh, the vision that uh, the the game maker, 
in more ways than one Hideo Kojima has, um, you know, turned out, you know what I mean? So yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's really it. Good show. (laughs) Good show guys. Uh, let's get into that news though. Uh, so for those that don't know, uh, BlizzCon happened this past weekend. Uh, you know, unfortunately on the cusp, cusp of, uh, you know, the Blizzard China news that's been rampant and whatnot. Uh, so it seems like I have, I didn't watch the, um, the presentation, but apparently the president of Blizzard, uh, had an apology. Not sure if it was heartfelt. Um, the pessimist in me, uh, is going to assume it wasn't, it was kind of a, you know, just a, please, please don't, don't close your deactivate your accounts. Uh, we need your money. Pretty sure that's what he said verbatim. Don't, uh, don't take my word. Well, take my word for it. Cause that's probably what he said. Don't take my word for it, but take my word for it at the same time, if you know what I mean. So, um, yeah. So with that, <laughs> to try to kind of pacify everybody, uh, it, it was, it's kind of, uh, evident that, uh, Blizzard tried to put their hitters out. So the first of those, I think they started out with Diablo four, which is pretty much the game that everybody wanted last year, but then they disappoint everybody like, um, it's not Diablo four, but it's a mobile game. Everybody like mobile games, right? Yeah. Guys, we've heard you. All right. Uh, get this. We're going to give you guys Diablo, but not four, but a mobile game. It's going to be the most immersive experience you guys have ever witnessed in your entire lives. You're going to love it. Like I said, we've heard you <laughs> probably. Um, so from what I got, or at least the news has been that that came out regarding it. It's more the same uh, Diablo that, you know, and love for the most part. Um, I don't think they necessarily showed to, oh, I guess there is some gameplay from what I saw. It looked just like Diablo three from a graphical standpoint. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is like down the line, probably like maybe a year and a half from now or, or so I would assume. So, I mean, I guess personally, I'm not, not the biggest fan of Diablo. I never played like the earlier ones. I think, uh, so my friends got in a three. So I just went into it, um, just to be included. <laughs> I want to be included, but outside of that, I never really played it out after that. So, um, probably wouldn't be my first priority. Maybe if it went on sale, I'd probably pick it up or if it's a slow game week and I don't have nothing to play, which that's, probably not going to happen in a while. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd mess with it, but it seems to be more the same that, you know, in love if you ever, if you ever, or you are used to Diablo, um, in that case, but thought it was worth mentioning either way. Cause I mean, people been claiming, clamoring for it. Um, so <laughs> excuse me, the sneezing poops. I'm not sure if my mic picked that up. If, if it didn't, man, 
it's quality. And then probably the at least the more interesting news for me uh, is the announcement of Overwatch 2. So this is a this is very interesting kind of um I don't even know how you describe it. It's it's like an interesting format of how they're releasing this technically. So at least from what I gathered from all the news and stuff that came out regarding it, apparently they're not going to split the player base between Overwatch 1 and 2. So technically it's going to be an update to Overwatch 1. So if you have Overwatch, if you have the original Overwatch, you'll be able to play with people in Overwatch 2. But if you. Yeah, that's right. I had to make sure I got that right. So yeah, if you have Overwatch 1, uh, you'll be able to play with people with Overwatch to have Overwatch 2. And in turn, uh, well, I guess evidently you'll be. Uh, bumped up to Overwatch 2. I'm guessing like, you know, if you have like a PlayStation Xbox, it'll be updated like, you know, all the current live service games like Fortnite stuff will probably just say Overwatch 2 now to encourage you to buy uh, Overwatch 2. And that's the other thing, too, is that basically the two part or like, I guess um, the reason for you buying Overwatch again, technically, considering that uh, there's no, I guess, urgent need to upgrade considering how this is released. Yeah, it's like confusing me now the more I'm talking about it. But basically from what I got is that if you have Overwatch one, you'll still be able to play Overwatch and you'll be upgraded to Overwatch two technically. But the biggest, I guess, addition to Overwatch two is that there's a, a emphasis uh, on PVE, which has not really been explored as much in Overwatch uh, outside of, you know, the, the uh, seasonal events and uh, things like that, that um, for most of the seasonal events, there are there were some uh, single player content or I mean, PVE content, but not uh, consistently that you could play reliably, you know, every time or you f- that you felt like it. So that seems to be the focus of Overwatch 2, kind of embracing that campaign side and, you know, embracing the story and lore that Overwatch has been building over these years with all the shorts and uh, introducing new characters and uh, kind of expanding on the backstory of existing characters, too. So that is cool. Personally, I definitely like that. I always was fascinated by the Overwatch lore and kind of like how these characters came to be and how they fleshed these characters out and giving them the backstory of how they kind of interact with other characters and things like that. And then, you know, you get all the cool little, um, kind of fan servicey dialogue, like, you know, with, uh, the skins and, and, uh, uh, dialogue choices and options and stuff like that. So all in all, that is, that is great. I personally think that's a great idea. I, I know, uh, at least from, for a lot of people, I felt, feel that they're intimidated by just the standard PVP, um, basis of overwatch where there isn't any like more relaxed uh, PVE component to it. And I think this is actually going to bring in a lot of people that otherwise wouldn't have gotten an overwatch because, you know, 
It's just some people just don't like to play PvP games anymore or in general. Or, yeah, maybe used to but didn't want to anymore. So that's pretty cool in my opinion. I think that's that's going to um I think that's going to sell a lot more copies of people that wouldn't get this otherwise if it was if it still continue to be just a PvP game. Um it's still unclear as to how this is going to be handled, but that's at least my general impression. That's what they claim is what is going to happen at least. So, so if you have overwatch one, it will be upgraded to overwatch two, but you will, the, um, the PVE, uh, new PVE stuff will be behind the paywall where you'd have to pay that as well as probably the new skins that like maybe are only with overwatch two. And apparently, well, at least from the trailers, it looks like, you know, some of the models were revamped slightly. It's not significant, probably uh, maybe due to the Nintendo Switch kind of holding things back. Um, but it wasn't like drastically noticeable. It was like very like slight, not very significant. It's from what it seems. The art style may be a little bit less cartoony from like what I saw, but outside of that it's not really not really that big a difference so um there were a couple of new heroes they showed i think they showed this one rumored one who's like a robot kind of that kind of seems to have a similar role as mercy in terms of healing and providing support and then they have a black girl they got they got to add a black girl in there they, you know, they had Arisa, but she was like a robot, but she, she was like an African robot, but she technically wasn't a black girl. Cause she was like the soul of a black girl, but wasn't a black girl. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to get all deep, but you know, so apparently all of the original 31 heroes, um, will be coming back. Um, in addition to some of the new ones, like at least the first two, not sure when they're going to reveal any details regarding that, but at least for sure we'll have all the original heroes as well as the, at least the two, I believe that were confirmed. Um, or actually that according to this, there's multiple heroes c- confirmed, but you're not talking about them yet. So, and they never, they didn't provide a release date as well. My guess assumption will probably be around, the same time when the original Overwatch came out, which was around May, uh, Mayish of uh, 2016. So I expect it probably yeah, sometime next year in May, a spring, spring release date. Uh, at least because it seems like it's pretty polished in terms of what they show. They also showed a new multiplayer mode called Push. So it's kind of like I forgot what it's called um, in the original not control, but basically, uh, where you have to push a, um, push, a um, what do you call it? You push a sled looking thing, uh, to the other enemies, uh, base. And basically when you do, if you, when you do that and get it all the way, I think payload. Yeah, I think it's payload. So yeah, you, uh, uh, escort the payload all the way to the other team's base. And when you do that, or if you successfully do that, uh, you win the match. Um, if the other team stops you from doing it, then they win the match. Uh, 
So basically they have a different spin on that called push where basically it's uh, more of a neutral version of that where basically each side of the team can push um, can push the the which is a robot in some like uh, slab it looked like uh, to the each you know corresponding side of the team. So it's kind of somewhat of a uh, tug of war variant if you will where um i guess presumably whoever pushes the point to the most on the opposite opposite side of the opposite side of the team versus the other one would win the match so that was cool and then uh apparently all progress uh will be all progress <laughs> all progress will be carried from overwatch one to overwatch two so that's pretty cool that is pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. Autumn skins and, uh, autumn skins that you've been fighting and, and you know, autumn blood, sweat and tears. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. be honest. I really wanted this dope ass, uh, Genji skin, which you can only get by playing here is the storm. I don't want to play here is the storm. So I just, <laughs> uh, because I had two PCs, I like literally made another account just uh cheese uh because you had to play with a friend because like come on blizzard why you gotta make me be social and stuff like come on all right so did all that got the genji skin um i don't feel bad about it okay i'm just trying to get mine okay i'm just trying to get mine it was worth it though that that, that skin was sick um I, I I thought that they confirmed uh cross progression and cross play, but I don't think it doesn't seem to be fully confirmed. Cause uh, I'm pretty sure that would have definitely been a flagship bullet point if that was, which I'm not seeing here. Um, but maybe they're trying to work that out or get that finalize all those details. Probably I would assume. Cause I mean, yeah, it clearly, a game like this, uh, yeah, if any, would definitely benefit greatly, immensely from cross play slash cross progression. And, you know, I we're kind of, uh, I'd say, you know, include myself a pretty niche demographic of people that, you know, have the luxury of PC um, consoles, uh, pretty much all of the consoles available and stuff like that. But uh, it is nice. You know, because sometimes you want to play with your PC friends. Sometimes you want to play with your console friends. You like to uh, not have to, you know, recreate an account, try to progress and hopefully get the same skins, which is very unlikely considering the random nature of getting loot boxes. It's a whole mess. So just having one unified cross cross slash cross play slash cross progression system would uh personally make me more inclined to play the game and keep engagement keep being engaged more because now i'm like split between two different platforms like you know uh, at least primarily for the most part in terms of past history mainly play overwatch on ps4 uh since most of my friends play on there but um you know Sometimes I like, you know, a little razzle dazzle, you know, spice it up a little bit, play on PC because, you know, that's where the the um, the, 
greatest of the great play. You know, you're not great if you don't play on PC. Apparently, I don't. <laughs> I clearly can't say that because, like, I barely, I have like one of the most capable PCs. Well, that soon will be not the case, but one of the most capable PCs to play uh, uh, PC games, but yet I find myself not really playing on it. Just a convenience, man. I don't know. But just to have options, you know, for me personally, I'm just a person that loves options. So um, just having that flexibility to, you know, if I want to play on PC, I can. If I want to play on console, I can, while still maintaining and um, uh, keeping one linear progress, uh, linear, I guess, stream of progress that will uh, reflect on both both platforms is just excellent. I really hope that catches on with any and every multiplayer game because that will make my life so much easier and more stress free. Not necessarily stressed, but just convenient, man. Convenience. That will really be great. Sorry, I just went on a whole rant about that, but I mean. I will want it. We're so close. Call of Duty Modern Warfare has done a great job and has proven that uh, this can definitely work. You know, I think it's likely, but it doesn't seem to be definitively uh, confirmed. But I guess just a thing uh, to be aware of that that is somewhat up in the air. But I'm pretty sure it is more than likely um, set in stone. Also, I hope they let you merge your pre-existing accounts into one unified account. So like, uh, there's some skins, some dope ass skins I earned on my PS4 account and some I earned on my blizzard uh, account. Hopefully they have some cool way to like unify it. Or, you know, if you have duplicates, you know, change, turn that into currency that you can get skins you want. All in all, man, I think they can make it work. It's just a matter of if they will. I think I, I think they can. It's more more or less if they will. Also, you know, for the Lone Warrior, the the AKA the Switch, um, that would definitely make me more inclined to get a Switch, the Switch version. Um, you know, just for everyone, I'm, I'm somewhere portable, and you know, don't necessarily care about high fidelity or whatever, just because I'm portable. That would just be great to kind of, uh, you know, have again, have that awesome ass flexibility like Overwatch. Well, not Overwatch, uh, Fortnite and Call of Duty have uh, greatly proven. So all in all, really hope that becomes a thing that will definitely solidify my buy for Overwatch 2, um, at least however they're going to handle that. Because, yeah, if 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 there's cross progression that will definitely make me personally more inclined to get all the respective platforms that I'd plan to play it on just because of that, that simple convenience of, you know, being able to have one unified account that all progress and effort you're making towards will uh, not be in vain or, you know, having a kind of start from scratch technically for each respective like platform you try to play it on. So I'm sorry. I had to go on a rant because I want it so bad. Just make life way more just convenient, man. Jesus. Come on, Blizzard. Don't you want to make life convenient? That's all I'm saying. Ugh. That was necessary. It was. 
Other than that, that's pretty much all the at least relevant news to me that I found interesting out of BlizzCon. Um, I'm guessing maybe there's some not as significant stuff, but I think that pretty much covered the most important stuff. So moving on to that, uh, like we talked about earlier with Death Stranding. Excuse me. Um, So yeah, currently it's uh, 83 on Metacritic. That's currently the review it's it's been and man i have not seen a game this polarizing in a while i'll I'll say it's not as polarizing in the respect that it's like you know obviously it would result in a lower metacritic rating if it was that polarizing but it's uh it's more or less interesting how people are talking about the game specifically um obviously they can't get into spoilers and stuff i think they're only allowed to at the time at least from what I heard, um, able to talk about certain um, periods in the game. Um, so I, when it gets to a certain point, they're not allowed to discuss that or talk about that. I think until recently now, but all that together, um, it still has got me uh, highly curious and interested in the game still. So uh, I do know at least that the kind of through the osmosis of hearing what everybody's saying is that um, you know, it is very <laughs> UPS, the game or a FedEx simulator. Um, but I, I, I trust, uh, Hideo in terms of his vision and, and what he's, uh, kind of trying to do, uh, since uh, what a lot of people are saying that is definitely trying to definitely change, um, I guess for lack of a better term, change the way we, we do view games and how we, you know, play them and stuff like that. So, you know, that whole kind of art versus game art versus media, what have you, that's, that's what it seems like. And it seems like this game is trying to push those boundaries, which, uh, you know, let that in of itself, I, I highly respect and, you know, we'll put this game on my, you know, uh, my good side first and foremost. And, uh, you know, in general, for most games, uh, as you could tell with some of the games I, I do play, even going back, even going back, you know, multiple generations, um, I have a lot of patience <laughs> that a lot of other people would not for some of these, uh, you know, some of these older games that have very older mechanics and, you know, um, implementations. Uh, so I still see myself, um, thoroughly enjoying this game because you know i'm getting a lot of hearing a lot of stuff about the game is boring and uh takes a while to get into to pick up what have you um but i mean as long as them seem like them graphics are gonna be ex- exquisite um just the the mechanics just learn that learning mechanically and them down i don't I, I at least see myself uh thoroughly enjoying it as i, I know a lot of people on the higher end of the spectrum of the divisiveness of the game uh, will, um, you know, I'll enjoy. So that's at least what I've heard uh, for the game so far, but we'll see. Who knows? Maybe come next week, next episode, I'll be like, man, that game is trash. Hideo Kojima, I am so disappointed. I don't know yet. I don't know yet, but considering how I, yeah, in my past history, I've never really 
hated a game. I can't really think of a game I hated. Ah, uh, yeah, it's hard to even recall a game I like hated. Because <laughs> even games that are just really bad, there is always seem to always seem to. I don't know if it's a Stockholm Central or what. Always seem to find some redeeming quality about it. Like, man, that game was not good. But you know what? Those uh, those parkour mechanics, they were they were a one. They were right. So, yeah, I think based off that, I'm probably I see myself enjoying this game, you know, uh, since I do have the patience for it, which I think that's at least kind of uh, at least on the negative side. What I've seen a lot of people kind of uh, had issue with just it being very boring. And obviously, because, you know, if you came from Metal Gear, fresh off Metal Gear to play this game, boy, you going to be disappointed because, uh, yeah, it seems to, seems to have some hints of it, but not as much as, you know, a Metal Gear fan would have, which either way I like, uh, it, it, either way I, I, you know, I, I could go, I could go either way, really. Um, I definitely would appreciate if they did go the, uh, Metal Gear route, but at the same time, uh, not being stagnant and trying to, you know, reinvent the wheel for try to shake up the uh, game industry. I do a highly respect as well. So, yeah, man. Uh, so we shall see sooner than later. Um, not sure if I will uh, be able to play it today or tomorrow, but we'll see. We shall see. You'll definitely get my my opinion, my viewpoint. Uh, next, next episode, who knows if I'm feeling like super enthusiastic and I have to shout to the world, you may get a bonus dedicated Death Strand episode. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. No promises, but, um, and then I guess kind of keeping in line with, uh, the Hideo Kojima news or, uh, Death Strand and related news somewhat. Uh, it was confirmed that uh, Hideo Kojima Studios is in the works with making films, which I mean, to be honest, kind of makes sense uh, since, you know, Hideo, I think he holds the world record for longest cutscene in, in a game. I want to say Metal Gear Solid 4. Um, he got that. So... <laughs> Uh, if anybody, it definitely would be Hideo Kojima, but they so good though. And you know, I mean, lately, uh, man, what, let's see the past decade. I've not really been a movie person. I've never really, uh, outside of Marvel movies. I never generally go out and watch, um, uh, watch movies like that or, you know, cause like, it's like, why can I watch a movie when I could just play it in a game, you know? But I mean, obviously, there's some some exceptions here and there. Some movies I just got to see or whatever, but very few and far between. So. Um, but yeah, that's makes a lot of sense. I'm actually fascinated to see um, what they will be able to do with, uh, you know, the great cutscene work they've done just to see that in a movie form that I'd actually definitely go go. Uh, I definitely get a ticket. Uh, see what they see what they own, you know, so cool stuff, cool stuff. I hope, uh, 
I'm very fascinated with Death Stranding, man. I'm just very curious to see what that game is. Even though I have a general idea, I still think I don't have an idea, <laughs> which I that in of itself fascinates me too. So, I mean, you know, if you know, you know. Uh, keeping in line with PlayStation news, even though, yeah, I forgot that too. I don't know if I mentioned that last episode, but they did reveal that and weirdly enough before the game even is going to release that, uh, Death Stranding is going to come to the PC as well. So I guess this was a more so of a partnered partnership with PlayStation more than an exclusivity, but it might be console exclusive. Like, you know, some titles where they're uh, from a console standpoint, exclusive to PlayStation, but from a, uh, you know, universal exclusivity standpoint, obviously, you know, be on PC also, uh, which I think that's what a lot of games are leaning towards now that, um, you know, you're seeing more now outside of the BS stuff that, uh, modern warfare pulled with that, that, um, survival, uh, spec ups mode. So yeah. It's cool stuff, but keeping in line with PlayStation news, uh, Geo Corsi is leaving PlayStation. Um, he is of the uh, particular division for, I believe, third or second party. I think that's the term for like, you know, content that won't be on other particular platforms, but semi exclusive to PlayStation, if that makes sense. Um, so I guess what really brought that to my attention is that he was pretty responsible for bringing back Yakuza, which I am forever uh, thankful for him for that. Because, man, I lost all hope for Yakuza and good, good golly, Geo Corsi, he brought it back. He brought it back tenfold. So um, I don't think he said where he was moving on to, but God bless that man. I would kiss him on his forehead right now if he was here. I'm just Jill Corsi. If you listen to this, I mean, obviously we know you are. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm just, I'm just letting you know, Corsi. Just, I kiss that forehead. These lips wait for you, man. I'm just, I'm just letting you know right now. <laughs> um, so yeah, best of luck to the man, and uh, big thanks to him for bringing that greatness that Shikusa back in the West and bringing it back in a big way. Now that it's in its prime, I'd say, yeah, definitely in its prime in its prime. It, well, the best it's ever been in the West for sure. Um, now with the Yakuza remastered collection coming out, I think, um, three, three came out earlier in September, August, I think, now four came out, I think this, this, this or last month, late last month. And then I think five comes out in February. And then that's when the physical edition comes out, which that's what I'm waiting for since I already, already beat the, um, the whole Yakuza series though. But I'm, I'm definitely would like to, uh, stroll down memory lane as, as well as get some of those exclusive, um, the exclusive cut content from uh, Yakuza 3 specifically that never made it to the West version of the U.S. release when it came out, I think, 20, 2010, I want to say. 
Uh, maybe twenty two thousand nine. I think that's when three came out. I didn't I didn't get it when it came out, but I uh man, that was a great summer too. It was like twenty eleven. Twenty eleven. Um, I was like, you know what, man, I keep pushing this game off and I really want to try it out. Uh, then this series called Yakuza. I got to see what this game is about. So, uh, lo and behold, I was like, yeah, let me, uh, just get all the games in one fell swoop. So that's exactly what I did. You know, there's some sifting online. Got Yakuza one for the PS2, Yakuza two for the PS2. And then got use a Yakuza three for PS three, Yakuza four for PS four. I think that's all that was out at the time in terms of the series. And then man, that was such a great experience. Just playing those in a consistent fell swoop was just the best thing ever. Ah, good times, man. Good ass times. Uh, but yeah, so. Um, thanks again, Gio Corsi. Uh, ho- hope all is well and wish you best luck on your futures endeavors, your futures, your futures and your endeavors, your endeavors and your futures. Um, moving on, uh, Capcom, I guess going to and transitioning to Capcom news, Capcom's Yoshinori Ono. Uh, actually had some things to say on deep down. So apparently, you know, the game has been somewhat of a mystery kind of in the weird limbo, uh, similar, uh, at least the games like uh, Duke Nukem forever. And what was the other one that was notorious? That's notoriously in limbo. I think Rockstar's agent. Um, so yeah, uh, deep down, which looked the trailers that came out look like like man this is next gen but you know never has yet to see the light of day uh who knows that might be a different story for the playstation 5 definitely does look like it could for sure be a playstation 5 game definitely um but yeah in a interview with Eurogamer, uh yoshinori omo oh no was saying in particular that um well at least let me let me paraphrase not paraphrase. I'll, I'll say it verbatim uh, from your gamer. There was a period where I thought you were going to be Mr. Deep Down. What happened with all that? I haven't been called Mr. Deep Down quite X. Hey, let's 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 break it. Let's hold on. That is a dope ass name, man, man. That is ah, that that has to be existing somewhere, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> a dope ass gamer tag somebody somebody take that mr deep down <laughs> you got killed by <laughs> you got killed by mr deep down ah oh, that is such a cool name man oh that that's actually got me on the verge of like man i kind of want to change my name now uh nonetheless um yeah so 
Um, the original team is clearly no longer together at this point, but people might have noticed that we've kept the trademark registered and it's not been completely given up on every year. We examine titles we're doing in the future and we bring up projects to approve and move forward. There is not much I can say about it, but if you've noticed we've kept the trademark, it means we haven't given up on the title completely. And Eurogamer replied, I played at TGS a few years ago and it looked really promising. Yoshinori says, we did have the concept developed a bit further than that, but yeah. So, interesting, interesting stuff. Uh, so that at least kind of clears up some stuff or some, uh, I guess, suspicions regarding deep down. Cause I mean, yeah, like we were saying, it's in, it's been like an immediate, like immediate limbo and nobody knew what the game is or what it is about. Um, but yeah, it seems like the biggest factor was just the whole team split up. So that was like, I guess apparently a big factor of it, you know, the project kind of going into that immense limbo, but it seems like they do are still interested in doing something with it, which I think especially, you know, on the coattails of Dark Souls and people, you know, yearning for that type of game, even though obviously it doesn't, it probably won't play like that, but it does have that look or that, you know, that seems to be in that same time period. I think it still would be able to capitalize off of that kind of, uh, uh, well, not Dark Souls anymore. Now Elden Ring kind of mind share and be able to, you know kind of uh piggyback some sales off that yeah if they were smart within these next two three years if they were to actually churn this game out i think they would it would sell pretty good in my opinion you know i think it would just the graphics alone i just want to play it because it looks so damn good this dragon breathing in 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 a tornado it just looks so delicious i want to lick the tornado who says that? Can you even lick a tornado? Is that possible? No, you probably just gonna gonna get you gonna get some cut on the on the tongue. You know the tornado, <laughs> tornado, the tornado uh spinning. Then you are gonna be putting your tongue out. Then like some probably like some wood on splitting your tongue, and then it's just gonna be horrible. Then you can't taste eat food for like days because you can't taste nothing but wood in your tongue. It's just bad. It's just bad. Don't lick tornadoes. That's just not. That's just not the wave, you know, <laughs> don't know how that happened, how we went there. But you know what? We got there. We did. We're going to go back, though. Um, And. um, Moving on from that, the same dude that made or was working on Deep Town, uh, evidently, obviously, um, is working on Street Fighter. So. I believe he was asked this uh, around. Oh, yeah, this is also a Eurogamer uh, about the possibility of a Street Fighter character uh, making it into Mortal Kombat. So apparently from uh, the same interview, uh, a Street Fighter character almost did make it into Mortal Kombat as one of the guest characters. That is immensely um, fascinating to me. So apparently it wasn't Yoshinori Ono himself, but it was actually Capcom that uh, denied it. So from what I'm getting, yeah, he says Capcom was offered a chance to guest star in the in Mortal Kombat, but Capcom turned it down. 
before any backlash can begin, Ono says it wasn't his fault and came from someone higher up at the company. <laughs> ono does, however, explain why they struck down the, the, the request. It's true that a proposal for a Street Fighter character in Mortal Kombat was rejected by Capcom, but it wasn't me personally. There were many people at the company that felt that it was wasn't a good fit for our characters. I actually met Ed at the Brazil game show and spoke to him personally about it. So it's true, but I didn't make the decision. So he goes on to say that it was a licensing issue, though the company doesn't necessarily rule anything out. Expanding upon the potentials of crossover elsewhere. We had our share of crossovers over the years, obviously, blah, 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 blah. So that's very interesting just to just to think that they're even at a point of consideration of having a Street Fighter character in a um, in a um, it, well, a crossover that magnitude of, you know, two kind of somewhat polar opposites, like a graphically violent game, you know, with a more tame um, you know, anime esque type fighting game. Um, they could have made it work for sure, but yeah, just seemed to be on Capcom that I think they said something in particular like doesn't our characters don't really fit with their universe or something like that. But I mean, obviously we wouldn't give a damn. Just the the spectacle of having these two huge fighting, you know, IPs crossing over is all we need. I mean that's kind of what sold Tekken cross street fighter to an extent. I mean, just the spectacle of Tekken and street fighter crossing over characters that, you know, and love fighting each other that, you know, and love from both IPs duking it out. I think that in of itself is always good. Uh, but I bet then it's like, we could have potentially had like a Marvel versus DC universe again, which I wouldn't have wanted. Cause I mean, you definitely have, I think that's, that's probably the, the great blend of any crossover is having the best of both worlds. So you like having the, the, you know, yeah, the best of both franchises. So obviously the biggest appeal of Mortal Kombat is the immense violence and gore fatalities while the, um, immense appeal of street fighter is I'd say personality of the characters, um, combos to an extent but i think just mainly just the characters and personality uh themselves really is kind of what sells street fighter and of course always the mechanics depending on the game um so you know man like tech uh some some street fighter 3 mechanics with the parries and the tech stuff and then having that in conjunction with the Mortal Kombat fatalities and then the spectacle of having getting this whole like, I don't know, following the creativity of all these cool fatalities that you can explore with like Ryu and, you know, doing a Hulk, a Doken, probably doing a Hadoken in somebody's mouth and they just blow up. That shit would be awesome. Not even going to lie to y'all. I love to see that stuff. Uh, what Chun-Li kicking a dude dude like in his balls and his balls pop out his asshole i think that's in a i'm pretty sure it's a fatality somewhere um stuff like that would be pretty cool i'd like that actually uh one day never say never so i mean who knows probably the 
probably now consider everything the probably the closest we gonna get is like Scorpion being in Scorpion or Sub Zero being in uh Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, and then you'll have Tekken Cross Street Fighter Cross what SNK now, and uh, actually that's a nice segue because uh Terry did come out Terry Bogart for those that don't know of a SNK fame. I believe he's most notably known for the King of Fighter series and a couple other related games. I think Mark of the Wolves. Um, there's King of the Fighters, Mark of the Wolves and the Art of Fighting, I believe. I'm not sure. I think I think King of Fighters is a is a mashup of Mark of the Wolves and um, the art of fighting. So I think that's a compilation of both or like a kind of a Capcom versus Capcom type deal, I believe to my understanding. So, um, yeah, so he was announced and had a, a funny ass man. I swear Sakurai is, uh, man, he is so damn funny. I guess technically it's his, um, it's his translator that's like really conveying his uh comedy very well. But good God, that presentation, man, I was freaking rolling at some of the stuff he was saying. Uh, I don't know. It's just that weird. I think I talked about this one of the last directs, but it's just that weird blend of just dry, dry and sarcastic humor. I think that just it's just <laughs> well it's it's dry sarcastic and um is it blunt i think it's a weird a weird blend of all that together is what makes uh his 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 uh his presentations just dumb dumb in in, in the best way um i'm trying to think of what what did he say during one of those I know we all are aware of the one that he talked about with regarding the um uh the one girl with the with the boobies out that be you know the enhanced booby booby physics. Um May Soccer. Nope, I'm not even gonna try it. I think it's Mia. What is it? Let me cause I'm gonna it's gonna drive me crazy. Uh not confirming that. Um I think it's my error. My Shirao? Shiranui. Yeah, Masayura Sakura explains why. My, my Shiranui. I'm pretty sure. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for butchering that. Um, yeah, why she's not in Smash. So, uh, you can Google that yourself. You can see evidently why. But, um, yeah, what do you say? Uh, yeah, so fortunately, um, we have uh, little boys and girls that play Smash. So unfortunately, my Shiranahu will not be able to join Smash uh, because Smash is for good boys and girls. So I'm, I think I paraphrase slightly on that, but generally that's just what he said. And boy, that's funny. I did appreciate the education that he did present with SNK and kind of 
providing a backstory for those that don't know about SNK, which is, I say, definitely a big amount of the Smash community, being obviously more so Nintendo focused. Um, so that was always, I think that was appreciated. Uh, for me personally, I appreciated that much. Um, not knowing, knowing um, a reasonable amount, you know, out of osmosis of other people, but not fully knowing a lot of, you know, kind of the backstory of uh, King of Fighters, Guru, Market of Wolves, and Art of Fighting. So, but from what I've seen in terms of some of the uh, missing, dropping in some of the streams of people playing Smash and stuff like that, he looks pretty damn dope. I'm very interested to play him. I've yet to play him yet. Um, but I do plan to play him soon. Um, probably catch up on all the other characters I, I I missed out on um, since then as well um, and try those. I think the last character I really legitimately tried to, you know, understand or play with was um, Hero for uh, Dragon Quest. So I think I missed a couple of folks outside. Of I know I'd mess with Joker a little bit, but um None, I guess, obviously be really competent with, you know, so. Uh, but yeah, that was pretty cool news all along. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm curious. I think we're going to probably hear about the next character at Game Awards if, if uh, any indications accurate. But I don't know now, now that uh, Reggie fils who was, uh, I think is um, Jeff Keighley's right-hand man, whatever, may, uh, might be, might be a different um, place for it. I don't know. Could be possible. Who knows? Game Awards is getting traction, though. I'm just saying. I did get my ticket, so I definitely am going, planning to go to Game Awards, see what that is about, because, man, last year was great. Uh, definitely want to go again, see what it's all about, you know? Um, yeah, that pretty much covers all the news for this week that I found appealing. Um, let's get into some, uh, I guess game talk. Um, actually have not really been able to play much this week, at least obviously more than I want to. Um, I did mess with Halo Reach uh, on PC, the flight. So for those that don't know, they're still testing out the uh, the game before it releases on Xbox One and uh, PC. I think last last episode, I was still messing with the Xbox version. Excuse me. Now I'm messing with the uh, PC version. And it's just weird, man. Playing Halo with a mouse and keyboard is like hard for me to fathom because I've just associated it so much with um, a controller. And then again, that's just kind of like, I guess, my comfortability because I've, you know, I grew up a console gamer more than PC. So um, I pretty much controller is like kind of my, um, you know, go to, uh, you know, if possible, but if, you know, for scenarios where it's obviously a huge disadvantage, if I don't, then I'll go mouse and keyboard. But then again, it's like, I don't really play that much on my PC legitimately like I'd want, um, you know, based off that. So it's weird. It's weird. Uh, I don't know. Balance. Uh, yeah. Balance really. It's where it ultimately what it kind of comes comes down to. 
but uh yeah so played a little bit of halo reach uh i want to say yesterday or the day before that played a reasonable amounts there in terms of getting understanding of something that i can't comprehend to get my thoughts out yeah so it's weird just adjusting to pc um, with Halo in general, it's like not having that uh, slight auto aim with Halo that, you know, you've come used to, especially playing Halo Reach throughout the, all the years. It's probably up there as one of the most ga- the games I'll put, put the most time into for sure, I'd say. Uh, might be, I'm pretty sure Halo 2 probably is the top one. Maybe Halo 3 is right behind that, and then probably Halo Reach is third, I think. Um, if you don't count the Master Chief Collection, which, you know, that will kind of be. No, I'm pretty sure it's still Halo 2 because it was just so groundbreaking, groundbreaking revolutionary back then. Um, Outside of that, did I play a little bit of Call of Duty? Uh, At least recently, like yesterday. I'm not sure if I managed to this whole weekend. And I guess that's a. That's a good segue because uh, I think uh, I think I talked to you guys about my my uh, trials and tribulations with uh, my NAS. Uh, for those that don't know, network attached storage, where I basically um, basically lost all of my data on my two drives because of this confusion with my power supply. I didn't think it was the power supply, so I swapped out the motherboard after I replaced it. I think. Um, Uh, It seems like it wasn't a motherboard, so I just swapped out, uninstalled, reinstalled my motherboard and everything for no reason uh, after the fact, uh, not knowing what was going on. And then I tried and swapped out a different power supply, which I was pretty sure it seemed to have been working. You could power it. uh, I was able to power itself on with, you know, the um, safety pin test or um, paperclip test, which lets you. Um, if it powers on by itself with the paperclip, it's proven to be working. So for whatever reason, it did not work. And I was like, okay, so it must not be the power supply. So that led me away from that. So maybe it's the, like either the CPU, the motherboard to some extent. So then after a long period of time, not doing anything about it, not, not knowing what to do about it, what to get, I ultimately like, you know what, let me try, just try another power supply, see if that works. And what do you freaking do? Dumb, damn it, dumb, diddy, dip, dop, dumb, dumb, bop, bop. No, uh, it did it started working again, just like normal. So pretty much this whole time, while one, I waste a lot of time and two, uh, this whole time that it, it was just the power supply or just the, I just got a coincidentally, I just got a weird incompatible power supply that just didn't like the motherboard that I had. So that was my biggest, I guess, share of just, uh, irritating troubleshooting crap that, you know, I kind of, you know, took it on myself because, you know, if I had a dedicated NAS that was, you know, had its own operating system and all that stuff, maybe this wouldn't be a thing, but that's kind of the fun of it, to be honest. I mean, you know, being a, being on PC, that is kind of the fun of it. Troubleshooting and, you know, getting that aha and figuring stuff out is, is fulfilling. I will admit. So, um, yeah, either way, figure that out. Got the NAS back up. Then, like like I said, lost all of my data on the two 
NAS drives. So now I have to recover all that crap. So now I had to recover all this lost music that I've gained over the years, try to find it. Luckily, I had like a, a backup on a local hard drive on my PC that had all at least all my music up until 2017 ish. So I pretty much had to sift through and find like two years worth of music over this whole weekend and into this week. And man, that is just a pain, man, it is immense pain because I love me, my music, man, love me, my damn music. So, you know, getting organized and trying to get all that back together. That's actually what took up my pretty much my whole previous weekend. So story of my life, always something that breaks and have to try and fix it and figure it out. But you, you God damn it, I will figure it out one way or another, you know. If even if it kills me, you know, so I guess that's kind of transitioning into off topic stuff. But um, yeah, so with that, um, uh, I guess keeping on the walking dead train, um, this last episode was pretty interesting. Um, I think uh, I'm not sure why I haven't read the comic, so I can't say, but um, seems like a arc. Um, in terms of the comics where I assume Negan is good or gets good. Um, but you know, you can kind of see that not to really spoil it too much, but you can at least see that, um, in this episode, which I thought was pretty cool uh, to kind of see, I don't know, some, something I always like about a evil guy turning good for some re- weird reason. I think a lot of people do like that though. Cause I mean, it's like you have those same emotions of hating the character, but liking him at the same time as a villain. And then kind of, I guess kind of confiding those feelings into them being a legitimate character and redemption and kind of, you know, being good. Now they've learned from their bad and now they're good kind of thing, which is, I think has its purposes here and there. So, uh, definitely recommend that episode. This season so far is actually pretty good. I mean, um, uh, considering, um, uh, I mean, spoilers, it's been on the news like everywhere that, you know, Rick is gone. So, um, I think the actors have really been holding it up. I think the writers have been doing a guy, a good job of, um, utilizing the characters in the story pretty well as well, you know? So all in all, I'm very satisfied with that. You know, um, I'm, I'm digging a digging a season so far. So hasn't really, I've not gotten to a point where I'm like, ah, you know what? I don't really feel a need to keep up with this season anymore. This show. So bravo to AMC for that. Cause I mean, you know, I, it takes me a lot to watch a TV show in general. Uh, if I don't have any like rapport or anything with it. Um, so for a show like the walking dead too, it, uh, shows a lot, I think, but then again, I am a sucker for zombie related stuff mostly. So what does that say about me? I don't know. Well, I guess it does evidently say that, uh, I'm a sucker for zombie stuff. I mean, duh. Yeah. <laughs> um oh yeah, I forgot. Ugh. So uh for those that been on the rock, there's been evidently this dumbass Popeye's chicken sandwich has been the bane of my existence. And of course, when I'm uh on a diet 
uh, watching my weight, getting my weight down. Um, this damn sandwich want to come into my life and try to corrupt me. And I was like, you know what, Popeyes? Not today, bitch. Um, and pretty much after that, I went to Popeyes and ate their sandwich. <laughs> it's like, not today, but I'm going to eat that sandwich now. Now that I heard it came back this past Sunday, I was like, uh, you know what? I've been pretty good for a while. I think I can afford to cheat uh, here, or at least this past Sunday. So I did. Um, went to Popeye's and yeah, I waited roughly about an hour and a half. Um, the line was reasonably, it was reasonable. It wasn't as extreme as a lot of stuff I was seeing, like, you know, social media and stuff, but, uh, it was legit. It was a legit line. Um, it wasn't any parking spots. I had to park somewhere else to try to walk nearby. Uh, but yeah, lo and behold, I did. You know, you get the whole like, you know, uh, why is everybody here for a sandwich? This is stupid, but you here. <laughs> it's like, okay. It's like it's one thing if you if you're gonna complain about it, but then like don't be don't be complaining, but you in line waiting for it though. You know what I'm saying? That's like me, you know, complaining about Death Stranding and it's like, but I'm in line wanting to get the game though. It's like, well, then don't get the damn game if you if you're going to complain about it that much. I don't know. Maybe I was just annoyed with people that day. Just all these people just being people. (laughs) But but I digress. So, yeah, roughly about an hour and a half. Um, At least that's what it felt like. But uh, I, I totally forgot. I totally was messing while I was waiting. I was like, you know what? Let me try out that Call of Duty mobile game. And wow, that game is pretty damn dope. That is a pretty fun game. And then it's like the best of Call of Duty. You know, you get like all the tried and true uh, loved maps from pretty much all of the uh, Call of Duties, uh, at least the um, uh, the Treyarch and Activision no Treyarch and uh, Infinity War ones. You don't really see any other ones outside of that, which is fine because pretty much my most favorite maps are from those both of those companies, companies games. Um, and then yeah, just the uh, everything felt good, especially considering the control scheme. I'm not sure if they released the update yet where you can use a legitimate controller because that would be a big game changer. But I doubt they would do that because that would, I think to some extent uneven a playing field but you know i was getting like i was getting mvp on all these damn games uh mind you my connection was somewhat spotty as well and they handled that also i was genuinely impressed by that game uh and i'm and i'm i'm one of the very i guess uh gaming purists that don't really consider a mobile a phone a gaming platform Call me a snob if you want, but I mean, I'm not that adamant or strict about it. I'm not like going to look down on people that play mobile games or anything like that. But me personally, it's like I just don't feel that urge to play a game on my mobile phone or, you know, my smartphone, whatever iPhone. Uh, but yeah, I legitimately tried it. I was like, oh, this is going to take a while. Uh, I do got my phone with me. I guess I can just play some Call of Duty. I did download and everything. Uh, so yeah, I, that's exactly what I did. Played some pretty good matches. Was getting all these kill streaks. Um, 
it it translated the Call of Duty experience to mobile pretty well. I was very surprised. So whenever I get into a situation like that again, I definitely do plan to uh, utilize and capitalize off that. Um, yeah, I totally forgot about that. Uh, but yeah, so outside of that, got the sandwich, uh, went home uh, and ate it. And uh, man, I was uh, fairly disappointed. It did uh, not live up to the hype, in my opinion. Um, it was okay. It was like for a chicken sandwich, it was good, but it wasn't like, oh man, I, I'm gonna cheat today. This is gonna be worth it. Good, you know. It wasn't it wasn't that worth it. It wasn't waiting wait in line hour and a half worth it, in my opinion. <laughs> Could have been a lot of factors, but it seems like it's just. Maybe if you go at a better time, you might get it fresher, hotter. I don't know, but it it was like it just tasted like uh, Popeye's chicken between two, uh, you know, in a bun. That was it with a little pickle action here and there. But that was it. It wasn't anything like spectacular to write home about that got these people crazy stabbing people. <laughs> How you stab somebody over a chicken sandwich, man? That's ridiculous. It's not that serious. It really isn't. You really need to reevaluate your life. If you stab somebody over a damn chicken sandwich. Ugh. But yeah, I would not I would not go up, go out of my way again to uh, get another Popeye's chicken sandwich. If it was like near me. Or, you know, remotely close enough maybe but it's not something i go out of my way to get it's not that not that uh not that groundbreaking to me uh at least in comparison with like the chick-fil-a sandwich that's i guess the big talk that people are really liking that compared to the chicken the chick-fil-a chicken sandwich it's hard to say it's been a while since i had chick-fil-a chicken sandwich so but i don't know i feel like i'd slightly like the chick-fil-a sandwich more at least from what i remember uh yeah, I'd have to do like a one v one, one for one test to really get the ultimate uh, verdict. But at least from what I got so far, it did not did not live up to hype for me. It uh, everyone, everybody's crazy and stabbing people and yelling at employees and starting rides over. Not worth it to me. So for those that may be on the fence about that, um. They're listening, <laughs> listening to this. I don't know. Uh, take that for what you will. Um, I mean, it was good, though. I wouldn't go out my way for it, though. It wasn't like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm having an orgasm in my mouth. Uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't that. It was it was it was mid. It was mid. So, um, yeah, outside of that, that's pretty much been. um what I've been up to. Um, so yeah, uh, based off that, uh, if you like the podcast, um, feel free to like rate, um, kiss. I don't, whatever platform you're listening from, that'd be greatly appreciated. Uh, if you like to submit any questions to the show that will eventually get read, uh, if I get enough questions, Feel free to submit any questions to a switch TV at gmail.com. 
That's aswitchtv at gmail.com. Um, you can catch me uh, on Twitch TV slash aswitch, where I do stream this live um, every Thursday, ideally at 6 p.m. PST ish. Um, I guess trying to work that out in terms of a consistent schedule, but that's roughly what I've been trying to abide by. Um, and also catch me on youtube.com slash a switch where I plan to, I, I keep saying if I'm, you, yo, y'all going to be sleeping, but y'all going to need to wake up where I, uh, I do plan to start putting these podcasts on there. Uh, you know, put my backlog and all that stuff too. So, um, is that it? I think that is, I think that's it guys. <laughs> well, let's all hope that I enjoy Death Stranding. I don't know why we shot. Well, yeah, cause, uh, you know, I'm going to put some, going to put some time into it. Give you uh, more impressions. Um, also got the elite version two. Um, see what that control is about. I'll be sure to provide my impressions after that too. Um, and yeah, let's uh see what the future holds. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I should work on a notable, I guess, send off for this podcast. Who knows? You might get that next time. I don't know. I don't know. But until next time, guys. Nobody's safe.